What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of The Trainer Feed. We are your hosts. My name is Angel Sanchez. We have Jacques Delagier. Hello, everybody. And we have David Bravo. What's up? Today, we're going to speak on a couple of topics. Um, actually, we're just going to speak on one. I was just pulling that out of my armpit, the friendlier place. Um, we're going to talk about sleep. So I know we speak about sleep a lot. Um, but in today's episode, what I want to do is I want to cover some ground on the importance of sleep in regards to uh, or uh, the importance of exercise in regards to sleep. So there are a couple of angles. So sometimes people look at what sleep can do for exercise. We're not going to look at that today. What we are going to look at is what exercise can do for sleep. Before we do that, we'll just go around the room, around the horn. You guys like sleep? Yes, I just have had a difficult relationship with sleep my whole life i've never been able to have a consistently sleep well or uh, get to sleep. getting to sleep has always been my biggest rock getting to sleep you said yeah or falling I just, asleep uh so falling asleep I, I whether i think of stupid things or things that get my mind taken over um I did have a phase where I was really good about putting my phone down an hour and a half before bed, setting my alarms and everything. And I got to a really good routine. I think since COVID, it kind of screwed up a little bit. I've getting a bit better about it. Truth be told, I'm just a lot busier now. So I'm just more tired. So it's been a bit better recently, but it's just my whole life. My parents have said, try this, try that. I tried everything. The only thing that seems to work is melatonin. So I don't like being reliant on it to help me sleep, but we all know if, if it's 8, 9, 10 p.m., say 10 p.m., what's up? You'll smoke weed. That doesn't even help me, though. Oh, That's what I'm saying is if people try suggest me this, suggest that, tried gummies, doesn't really work. Like, it, So if you're at 10 p.m. and you have to get up at quarter of five or five, whatever, however early the next day, like, well, I don't want to rely on something, but I need my sleep. Ultimately, it's my best recovery. So I'll... I have a strong dependence on it right now and I wish I didn't, but at the end of the day, as I just mentioned, we want to be able to sleep and perform optimally for our clients. So it's kind of a dependence right now, unfortunately. All right. So you're taking drugs. Uh, David, how about you? <laughs> I love sleep. I think my biggest issue is being disciplined into going to sleep at a, at a, a reasonable time. Ah, uh, so like the timing of it? Yeah, midnight, maybe one o'clock. I see. And the biggest thing too is just like I'm I'm in my couch or something watching TV and I lose track of time, you know. Mm. And then we talked about this on a, a like a really really early episode. I just binge on shows and stuff, and I just like keep watching it until you realize like oh shit, I'm like seven episodes in, and I gotta go to bed. Squid Games began and ended in the same night oh my god me two nights to watch it oh, okay alex about the same oh man um yeah so that's that's interesting because you know there are two a lot of people have different challenges when it comes to sleep so hearing your guys's uh relationship or hearing about your relationship with sleep is interesting um 
because because of a lot of different factors but Jacques do you feel like um just to kind of double back do you feel like before everything before COVID you said that your parents had said that you were always having trouble sleeping was I've always the had same trouble sleeping. mechanism like the same sort of situation like you're just yeah. thinking of things before you go to bed I think at one point it was thinking about things that either stressed me out and then I got to a point where I would just think of things that allow my creative part of my mind to 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 take over and to help me fall into a sleep I know one thing that I struggled a lot with when I was younger was oh it's now an hour after being in bed because it's often that I'll yeah, prior to taking melatonin it would be often that I'm in bed I've been rolling around for an hour and I'm still not asleep and then stressing about that that oh I've been been in bed for an hour you know and I would I thought this was not normal but when I'm speaking to other people and they'll say oh, it takes me 10 minutes before I sleep. I'm thinking to myself, 10 minutes? I'm there for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half before I fall asleep and I don't understand what it is. I don't know if I'm not thinking. I know one point I could never sleep on my back. So position was something that, that that helped me and sleeping on my front is the most comfortable, but it hurts my back when I wake up. Like It's not comfortable for that reason. So I try and sleep on my side, but it takes me longer to fall asleep on my side. And But uh, again, as a kid, I've always had the issue. So I, I eventually learned to take into consideration that it's not worth stressing about you like, you getting so much so little sleep. I think a couple of instances, I had a 6 a.m. session. And of course, it's the night I'm wide awake until 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I'm like, oh, really? I have to get up like three hours. And I just know going ahead how, uh, how ineffective I'm going to be a human for the rest of that day. I just know it already. So that's kind of that. Well, that is frustrating. So I just, you know, I think when we spoke to certain sleep experts in the field, they say, well, if your pattern is consistent throughout the week, so if you alter your wake-up time throughout the week, that screws with you. And that has done because I had a set time I started every day before the pandemic. And since then, it's been a little bit, sometimes it's six, sometimes seven, sometimes it's eight. So there's that too, but it's just always been an issue. And I noticed this last two weeks, these last two weeks, I've been so busy that it's just, I'm so tired before I even get to bed that it's not been a problem. So sometimes it's just being physically exhausted, but in, in answering your question, it's just, I don't really know. I've kind of, people say, try reading. People have said, uh, no TV. Um, but I don't know. I think that would probably be an interesting to look at though. The reading and the no TV, just because it might be what you're doing before you go to bed that might be keeping you up. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, it's just maybe it's the bed itself. Could you be. Know, maybe it's the mattress. Um, I don't think your bedroom has windows, right? We we have curtains that black out the room. It's cold. Yeah. So it's a really good environment. And to the point where whenever we sleep anywhere else, we struggle. We we were somewhere else the other day and it was not as dark in the cool. The temperature was an issue, but it was a smaller, but we have a king size bed now as well. Yeah. So it's bigger bed. It's dark. It's cold. It's part. It's perfect for the conditions. And whenever you read studies on optimal conditions for sleep, those are some of the best conditions to have. So we do, we do our part to, to do that also, but you're going back to seeing a uh, reading a book and not watching any or TV or look any blue light technology before bed. But I even know as a kid, when I wasn't looking at any blue lights, it was an issue then. Before I had a cell phone, before I, I would even watch TV before I go to bed, I would do, do homework and 
just chill, whatever. I wouldn't have a, a technology to really engage with. And it was an issue then. So I would say could, still look at it though, because, yeah. because uh, your sleep cycle changes as you get older and there might sure. be other reasons why you weren't staying, why you were staying up before bed, you know? Sure. I don't sure. know if you ever got bullied a lot, but oh, I got bullied a little bit. Sometimes it's just like you're thinking about that next day. You're just like, damn, I don't want to. No, go that back. was, <laughs> and that, then you wake was, up. That you was know? part of it sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you know, I actually to tell you the truth, at the beginning the training business, and I am going on a little tangent here, but I I was stressed about the whole money and finance, right? If you have how much you earn in a month is half your rent. And you're thinking, sheesh, like, where am I going to get the rest of the money from? And you can't earn all that money in two days, but you certainly could be more effective towards working towards that. But once I knew I wasn't living, living paycheck to paycheck anymore, mm-hmm. I had so much better, such better sleep because I didn't have to, I didn't have to worry. And um, it, it just, yeah, but I, I, I try and, I have some really weird ways of what I think before I go to sleep. I don't know if you guys are interested in hearing it, but those are just some things that help me to just detach. But yeah. Do you give me uh, some affirmations? So no, man, therapy might might be key too. I've been like if he's anxious yeah. worried about stuff right before he goes to bed, then maybe either doing some, you know, therapeutic techniques and or seeing a professional to help you like get rid of some of that stuff or unpack some of that stuff during the day. So that way you can sleep might be better too. I agree. I think. And you sleep will talk me. too. And the, I'm uh, sure I there's sleep something talk and about I sit up that. My sleep. Yeah. How do you know that angel? Well, we won't get into that. <laughs> That's for another episode. We already spoke about it. I think. We sure. Yeah. We sure did. Nauseam. <laughs> um, but let me, all right, go ahead. So what were, what were you saying? Some of the things that, no, it's I, I, yeah. I just uh, some of the things I'll do is because I like to imagine what I'm going to do in five, ten years. In my head, I think of what would be a dream house scenario or living scenario, work scenario. So I think about what would be a dream of mine in five, ten years from now. Where would it be you know? Just I think if I could achieve anything alive, what would that picture? What would that look like? And I kind of think about that, and I imagine small little details and maybe that's what gets me all twisted i start thinking about what car would it be what color car like what why are you even thinking about what color car would be but just because those are some of the details that i focus on when doing that kind of stuff and then even if and this is a question for you guys as well and this might so did you ever get the the suggestion or focus that if you, as a kid in the uk if you can't fall asleep count to 100 sheep so count one sheep two sheep and I got to 100 and I said, I'm still awake. Like, what's going on? I but impatient. I, don't uh, I am impatient. But the if you guys want, if you guys won the lottery, I'm going to, yeah. What kind of tangent is this? No, but tell me this. <laughs> if you're going to win the lottery, how do you invest all that money? Where do you put it? You guys, that's something that I sometimes think of before I go to sleep. So it helps me think, oh, oh, I could do this, I could do that. It sounds really weird, warped up, but like it's kind of things like that I think of. Yeah. It helps me just completely disconnect from what I'm doing every day. I know it's weird, but. All right. All right. Play the lottery? So I'll tell you the, the I'll tell you the the real version offline, but yeah. All right. So um <laughs> 
we're going to talk about how exercise <laughs> can help impact sleep. So obviously Jacques is a phenomenal exerciser. Um, his knee surgeon might say different, but, yeah, but I'm going to see him again. So he's happy. Oh my goodness. Uh, but like he's an exerciser. Dave is an exerciser. They exercise nonstop. But um, I was looking into some research on how exercise can help impact sleep. And a couple of studies came up about that um, and some of the measuring tools. So some of the tools that they use to measure, you know, sleep are one, it's called a, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but a actigraphy or actigraphy? Act, say it again. Acti what? Actigraphy. Yeah, sure. A-C-T-I-G-R-A-P-H-Y. So that's similar to like a, something it's like a tool that you use you put on your wrist generally um it's non-invasive and it helps to monitor your like your rest so whether you're like sleeping or you're resting it helps to monitor those rest cycles that's one the other one is called a psqi or the pittsburgh sleep quality index, index. i've heard of that one for you um have you done sleep study before no but when i was looking at studies on nootropics and with mm -hmm. mental health they that was often referenced and mentioned because if if rest is optimal for health they would mm -hmm. talk about the improvement of sleep with said the use of nootropics or improvement of mental health that was referenced so that's just why i know it okay um yeah so for those that don't know i thought it was pretty interesting so i kind of uh i looked into it to see what it was so uh, the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index, or PSQI, is a self-rated questionnaire which assesses sleep quality and disturbances over a one-month time interval. So there's 19 individual items um, that and generate seven com com uh, com component <laughs> scores. Wow. Sorry, I thought it was competent, but clearly I wasn't competent at reading component uh, scores. So it's subjective sleep quality. Uh, sleep latency, sleep duration, habitual sleep efficiency, sleep disturbances, use of sleeping medication, and daytime dysfunction. I was a great reader in school. Uh, the sum of the scores for these seven components yields one global score. So it's interesting because I was thinking about it, like how do you rate sleep for some of these studies, right? If you're saying that you're going to exercise and then you're going to rate the sleep, like how do you really quantify how well you did that? how like how the duration the quality of sleep how you feel when you wake up you know things like that so it's interesting that those were primarily the two metrics looked at when doing some of these studies so it seems like a couple of things work exercise in general seems to help um aerobic exercise in particular has helped with uh increasing the quality of life and the self-reported sleep for adults with insomnia. So that was something that was pretty interesting. Um, something else looked at uh, heart rate variability and uh, sleep quality. And it said that moderate intensity exercise training had a positive effect on sleep quality and cardiac autonomic function. Um, the autonomic function was looked at for heart rate variability um, or heart HRV. Um, and sleep quality was assessed by the PSQI and the activity actigraphy scores or recordings. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Saw some of that. Um, and another one looked at like a 
I'm sure you guys are familiar with studies, but then there's also reviews. So some reviews that review studies, and then it's kind of like a bundle, right? Like if you're looking at like stocks and then like index funds is like an index fund is like a bundle of stocks. I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor, but uh, review would just look at individual studies and it just cites individual studies in these reviews. So one was just looking at the relationship between um, sleep and uh, let's see. Yeah, the, the role of exercise induced peripheral factors in sleep regulation. And it looked at not only just humans, but other animals as well. And it observed that exercise increases the blood concentrations of signaling molecules that can increase the depth of sleep in animals. So I thought that was interesting as well. Um, and then there's on and on, there's stuff about like physical activity with elderly people, because obviously when you get older, sleep cycles tend to shift. Um, and then it becomes more erratic. I've noticed, I'm, I'm sure some of your clients as well, but I've noticed with like clients and friends and family that as you get older, it becomes harder and harder to acquire that optimal amount of sleep. It's like you become restless or you have shorter bursts of sleep and then you feel tired throughout the day. And as you get older, that tends to, that tendency starts to shoot up. But um, some studies were showing that physical activity really helps with that. And just maintaining like, you know, even minimal aerobic activity really does help. So like 180 minutes in a week, um, that seems to help with um, quality of sleep and then also duration of sleep. So that study in particular, I think was looking at nursing homes um, and people, elderly people living in nursing homes. And um, yeah, so taking a look at that. The other thing that I saw was that high intensity interval. So people ask like, when do I, when do I get that cardiovascular exercise? When do I work out and will that push back sleep? And there was one study, I couldn't find studies on just, you know, I don't want to say normal people, but people who weren't endurance athletes, but this one study showed that high intensity exercise in the evening does not disrupt sleep in endurance runners. So I thought that was interesting because sometimes you think about getting your workout in and you're thinking, oh yeah, I'll just go into the gym after work and then things happen. And then you're just like, oh, well now it's too late and then I'll never get to sleep. But it seems at least for that specific group that, you know, if you exercise or you end exercise, you know, 3.5 hours before bedtime, um, it wasn't necessarily going to ruin the sleep cycle or anything like that so i've heard that if you if you work out right before bed or at night it's sometimes it'll incite you and won't let you go to bed yeah i think it's again like this this one was just looking at those endurance runners so maybe it's to the point where those athletes are already used to that sort of exercise and they're acclimated to it um if you're not acclimated to it it might be more inciting and you might just wake up or just be up thereafter mm -hmm. versus like if you do it all the time I, I suppose it also depends on how intense it really is right like if you're doing well sometimes you could deadlift like a lot and just be tired right <laughs> like you'll just be mm -hmm. tapped you, yeah. you you ever do like um some five by fives or something like that and you're just like i can't count no more it's going to take me at least 30 minutes for me to be able to read again. Like your brain is just like tap your CNS is like done for the day. Yeah. So I suppose it depends on that, right? It depends on the person, I guess. Depends on the person, depends on how acclimated they are to that certain type of exercise. And what depends on how, as you mentioned, what high intensity means for them. Mm. 
if you said it was long distance runners, it didn't if it, it didn't affect yeah. them. You said yeah, yeah. people who already have a pretty good solid base, and I think also you. I don't know if you mentioned it, but it also depends if this is someone who sleeps a shorter or longer amount of time. You know, like you know, if they're sleeping between six and seven hours, or they sleep nine, ten hours. Like maybe there's something to be said there. But I mean, when I did some of the the research on it, I think they said as long as you're someone who's exercising regularly, it's going to help your sleep. I think right, like and some studies might show, or I know you suggested you afford a handful of them, but I think some studies will even state. Because when I did this about a year ago and looked at some of them, some would say, right, they'll argue that it's high intensity sleep that's better or low intensity sleep that's better, low intensity exercise, sorry, that helps sleep. But I want that uh, high intensity sleep. High intensity sleep. That's what I've been lacking my whole life. But the bottom line is if you're doing some form of exercise, it's going to help you improve your sleep quality, which is pretty much what you just touched, touched on. But that was yeah. kind of the, the common theme when I saw stuff. Yeah, it made me think of um, uh, doing like a challenge with you guys or just something because i know you spoke about in a previous episode we spoke about wearables and I, while i was looking up all this stuff i was looking at the uh actigraphies and um noticing like the whoop strap is probably one of those things because the whoop rates quality of or it rates like it doesn't rate necessarily the quality of sleep it's just like your readiness i think that's what they call it and that's that probably engulfs a bunch of other metrics um, related to sleep and rest and function. And then also your effort, I think it's called strain or something like that, but we should definitely do that. We should all try it out, rock it out and see what the sleep is like. Try to get down to the nitty gritty of Jacques sleeping cycles. And, uh, it can be amazing at the end. We're just going to be like, all right, you need to see a therapist. I think that that's probably the best, the best bet. I'm needing to anyway. Cause it, it is, it is, it seems like it's stress related, anxiety related yeah it is it is anyway let's not leave on that note so the note that we're going to leave on is i'll pick up a whoop strap i think we got a discount right there's some discount somewhere yes all right maybe so i'm going to try that out see what that's like and then i'll give you guys some feet yeah i'll see what the big deal is see if it can take a kettlebell clean or two to the face of it probably not but uh (laughs) Yeah, because it has LEDs, probably not. But I do want to take a look at that, see what that's like. And, you know, some days you just realize you get good sleep, you're good to go. You know, sometimes you miss the miss the bar and then you just fumbling around the whole day like me. Anyway, wrap it here, cap it here, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye, well, guys. Ciao.